0: So this week, I want to just continue with a little bit about uh, coronavirus news. There was a, this is very interesting to me. And M- S- NBC's Joy Reid was tweeting about reports um, about the coronavirus spending bill. In- included in that spending bill was uh, Hyde Amendment loophole understand that when I was reading it. But then somebody else emailed me an article, I didn't print it, but some, it would help me understand what this, this is about. The House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy speaks on the problems with the House Democrats coronavirus bill explaining explaining it. So MSNBC host Joy Reid tweeted recently about reports that the proposed emergency spending bill from the House Democrats to combat the coronavirus outbreak was halted over a dispute involving abortion. According to the White House officials, the administration had not supported the House bill as it was drafted. Nancy Pelosi changed the... They want her to change some language because what she was trying to do is um, sneak in a loophole that sought funding around. Uh, it was a she sought funding as what was described as a loophole around the Hyde Amendment, which outlaws taxpayer-funded abortions, among other things included in the bill. So here, everybody is working on on a coronavirus bill yeah, is to no get people finish. to give people money It'll to Americans, right. and she wanted to sneak in a billion dollars in funding for abortion programs through the coronavirus stimulus package. Oh my
1: goodness. And so they killed it.
0: Well, they halted it, and I don't I don't know at what stage it's at, but, you know, somebody ought to just run against her
1: and beat her butt, yeah, so you know? You hear people uh, me, and people talking about
0: it as a serious concern, <laughs> do you think? Oh my gosh. Right. So, I I don't know. I didn't hear this on the news. You know, you yeah. don't hear this stuff?
1: No, you don't. And then you have people just go in and just go straight, Democrat, and they have no idea, I believe, what they're doing. It's just, you know, they're on automatic pilot. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, but
0: how many people
2: Nothing. Uh, he here in secret what he don't know about. He'll bring to the open. Right.
0: Yeah, Joy Reed says, wow, just reported that Republicans' objections to the House Democratic Emergency cor- Coronavirus Bill includes issues related to abortion. What does that have to do with COVID 19? Nothing. Goodness gracious. I don't I don't get it. Somebody um, I'm telling. You know we're we're voting, and I don't I don't think Nancy Pelosi is up for re-election. But
1: Good.
0: I I mean not this time around that we're voting, but mm-hmm. I think people should check into the candidates that they right and what
1: they voted on. What they prefer, are going what they to understand. vote for if
0: you're interested in the candidate, you, you find out more about them because that's ridiculous. All right, here's an article sent to me. It was from CBN News, and it's a Minnesota mom who shared a video of how her family is choosing faith over fear during the coronavirus outbreak. She posted a video on Twitter of her 6-year-old daughter, Cameron, reciting a prayer with her brother, Brandon, to help calm his fears over the virus. She wrote that her seven-year-old son, Brandon, is autistic and suffers from severe anxiety. And it says, my son, Brandon, has crippling fear caused by his autism. His sister taught him a scripture, she learned, at Fellowship Mississippi 2 Church to help. Stop letting your fear of coronavirus be bigger than your faith in God. Plead the blood, pray, and wash your hands. Amen. She said. After Cameron saw her brother becoming anxious, she held his hands and asked him to say a prayer with her. Together the siblings said, But God did not give me a spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind. Amen. She revealed that Cameron recalled that passage from 2 Timothy 1-7 while at Fellowship Missionary Baptist Church in Minneapolis. The confidence of her children has allowed her to look at the pandemic differently, sometimes out of the mouth of children.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. children. Uh, The proud mother added that her family believes in the power of prayer and they will not succumb to fear throughout this situation. We are a family of faith. We just believe in faith and we believe in Jesus and we're not afraid to say it. She has autism too. And for her to remember that, that was just amazing and a blessing to me. And, you know, you just never put down, if, you know, what a child has, you know, label a child a certain way. And don't underestimate what God can do with a child. Right. Even a child. Right. And if and if a, and if God can do something
1: for a child, can you imagine he can do that with us? Right, because he tells us we have to have childlike
2: faith brings to mind too when you train up a child the way they should go when they get old they won't depart from it so it's like what she's been taught actually she you know that what they've been taught growing up and as they're getting older they won't depart from what they've been taught she right. remembers you know exactly the word and then now the things that's coming you know the events the things that's happening you can she can go back, to, can go back to the word she can depend on, it, and then she can help her brother. Right. You know, help others. Right. We retain these
1: things in our hearts so that the, the problem nowadays is that parents aren't teaching their children the word because they don't have the words themselves.
0: But the difference is, is that she, that those little kids, have it in their heart. Right. They have it in their heart. They're not just words that they memorized. They were taught and and somehow God's word, God, it, it just got inside their heart and calmed their fears. Or if they are anxious, it calms their exactly. anxiety. Right. So that's what we should
1: do. Right. You should trust in the Lord, like He tells us. Trust in
0: Him. All right. Moving on. So I got this article from um, sent to me from Fox News, and I remember. A while back, about Katy Perry suing um, suing someone, a Christian rapper, over a copyright. Oh,
1: okay.
0: And so it says that it's a victory for Katy Perry after a federal judge ruled in her favor in a case alleging that she and her collaborators copied her 2013 hit Dark Horse from a Christian rap song from 2009 called Joyful Noise by Marcus Gray. The song in question was found to not have enough distinct similarities to the 35-year-old pop star's tune to be protected by copyright. It is undisputed in this case, even viewing the evidence in the light of most favorable to plaintiffs, that the signature elements of the eight note ostinato in Joyful Noise is not a particularly unique or rare combination. This particular um, verdict al- follows an appeal filed by Perry when a California jury found her guilty of ripping off the song over six months ago. Okay. Perry and her collaborators initially were set to fork over $2.78 million to Gray and his team. Perry was ordered to pay $550,000 out of her own pocket. Gray and his team... of apl- uh, and his team planned to appeal. The lawsuit began in 2014 when Gray initially sued Perry over Dark Horse, which spent several weeks on Billboard's Hot 100, including for at number one. Perry and her and her co-writers all testified that they had never before heard joyful noise. The award had fallen far short of the $20 million for the plaintiff's and is not a huge amount for stars of the caliber of Perry or the hit-making producer, Dr. Luke, but her attorney, Chris, Christine LaPera, called the verdict a tragedy of justice that would have a chilling effect on creativity. LaPera did not immediately respond to emails seeking comment on the overturn.
1: Right. I think it was happening with a lot of music. And so it, it, and I'm sort of divided here. There are some of notes and so you have progressions you know and you, can, you know you only have so many progressions because people basically follow the same rules for music whether it's country rock, jazz, blues you know gospel music is, it happens to be the root of jazz and gospel but so they all follow similar rules and patterns so it's kind of hard when the person tries to sue based upon a common progression of but I looked at these suits, and what is happening is that most of the people who are suing for infringement of their rights are minorities who are suing the bigger companies for what they feel is an infringement of their rights that they're taking their music and incorporating that into their songs. And so they, this, I remember one person saying, well, you know, they're making much do about nothing. You know, for a while there, I was reading until I realized when I researched more, that all the people who, were, he said, were making much do about nothing happened to be minorities. They were all some uh, that were, that had made it big, whether it was 10 years ago or whatever, you know, but they were, I don't think it was one of them that wasn't a minority, and I thought that's interesting. So I, it's almost like they're going back and listening to songs from a different culture, and then they pick up on the progression, the melodies, the words, whatever, and then incorporate that in the sun. but it's hard, basically, not to do this because you only have unless the Lord gives you a revelation on how to rearrange something. It's like he gives you this one uh, bebop player, uh, Barry Harris. You know, unless the Lord gives you something unique like Oscar Peterson,
2: a lot of today's new especially like in hip hop and a lot of it come from sampling so a lot of artists would take like a soulful sound of James Brown a beat and they would loop it they would sample it or they would say chop it up and then they try to change the pitch or they uh, change the tempo mm-hmm. and then they try to like make something new out of it which came hip hop you know
1: right so. and so it gets very difficult unless it's something that's just so unique, like this one person sent in her tape and finally she sued the artist. I forgot who the artist was because it, it, the song became a hit. But they took the person's tape and just incorporated that tape into the song. And the judge said, you didn't even have the decency to try to at least touch it up a bit, you know, so that said you actually took the original tape that they sent in and just copy it over to the, to the, to the thing there. he said, so he moved the, because that was so obvious. Now when you have something like that, you know, I, I can see it, you know, but it's very difficult to try to sue a person based upon a progression. that's kind of that's weird. Unless you create a progression that's just so far off there they say, there's no way.
0: the Babylon Bee. And um, this particular article says that Hillsong launches a heavy metal side project. Hellsong. And And it says, Hillsong has become one of the most popular acts in Christian worship music, but the group isn't satisfied with merely topping the CCM charts. Now, the popular act has kicked off a heavy metal side project dubbed Hellsong Hell song promises to incorporate brutal riffs and blistering guitar solos into its epic tracks that explore the tenderness of God's love using imagery featuring dragons, vikings, and bloody quests for magic artifacts. Its first album, Mighty to Slay, is due out next month and will be followed by a promotional tours supported by Megadeth The new record will feature hard-hitting power metal tracks like The Mighty Hammer of Thor, Flame in the Name of Odin, and The Fury of the Valkyrie. Why should the devil have all the good power metal? A band spokesman said. So I read that, and I thought, this can't be right. And when I realized that it came from Babylon B, then I understood. The Babylon B website is the world's best, it says from their website, the best satire site, totally inerrant in all its truth claims. We write satire about Christian stuff, political stuff, and everyday stuff. And just so you know, everything that you read on the BabylonB.com is wrong, is in error, is a spoof, is a take, uh, it's supposed to be funny. Um, on their website it says, if you would like to complain about something on our site, take it up with God. It's like, they just think it's so funny to write about Christianity Uh, uh, and, And other things, but I think it's sad. You know, because people don't really, I don't think they have an understanding of the Lord. Just like this article was sent to me, and it's a commentary by a person. And it's stupid, in my opinion. It's just plain stupid. The title is Breaking. Satan resigns because he can't keep up with Donald Trump. Now, mind you, it's a commentary by Benjamin Schatz. In a surprising development that shocked his supporters, the Prince of Darkness today announced his resignation, effective immediately. I can't keep up with Donald Trump. According to an insider close to both sides, negotiations were tough, but the devil finally agreed to let Trump own and star on the apprentice, apprentice Hayes. Whoever has a controlling interest in That owns hell, the insider explained, adding, I don't really care, do you? Asked when the series will begin, Satan was definitive. Given Donald's health, filming will begin as soon as possible, he said. When questioned further about his own role in the series, the Antichrist was uncharacteristically modest. I'll just be a mere contestant. We're expecting an all-star cast, Rush Limbaugh, and most of the leadership of Iran. The competition will be fierce, but with Trump running the show it, it, it's well worth worth it to be a contestant, he noted. I'd sell my soul to Trump for the chance to learn from the best. Anyway, I'm not gonna why, read the rest
1: of it. I'm not gonna read the rest so of you know the way this individual the way their mind works. I've I, I would school.
0: venture to say that the person does not go to church.
1: Or, probably not be Because that's ridiculous. You know, it, it's foolishness.
0: And the Lord has something to say about foolishness.
1: You yeah, know, and they talk about things they have no knowledge of. You know, they're just ignorant. Just you know what I'm saying? They're vain. They're just non profitable. Just talk foolishness. I,
0: I don't know exactly where this commentary came from. I don't know what website, but. Um, I I think it's just you know they think it's funny it's fine
1: jesting and you know joking right. yeah, is it's of not meaning that you put yourself in a situation where you are out of the will of the world. you know I don't know if we talked about that before
0: or not you know it, it's just not it's just not profitable it doesn't profit y- your soul it doesn't profit. Anyone or anything. Doesn't edify. Foolish, it doesn't no, identify. It's foolishness. I don't know. So, anyway, if you ever read about uh, anything like that or read anything in the Babylon Bee, just know that that's not of God. I don't think He's pleased with that. You know, while it may, may make people laugh, it's, it's, it's just not profitable. So, um, I don't know. Somebody sent this to me from Vox, dot com, And it's called, How a Bible Prophecy Shapes Trump's Foreign Policy. When President Trump authorized the drone strike that killed the powerful Iranian general Soleimani, he wasn't just flexing America's muscle in the Middle East. He was also acting on the advice of a politically powerful group of evangelical Christians who believe the U.S. and Israel are... Uh, Part of the Bible's plan to bring about the second coming of Jesus. Once considered a fringe element of the religious right, evangelical Christian Zionists are playing an increasingly visible role in Republican politics. Today, unprecedented access to the Trump administration has given them opportunity to reshape the Middle East. There is a video that you can watch to learn more about how the Bible is influencing this politically powerful group of American Christians. You can find this video and all of Vox's V-O-X videos on YouTube. And if you're interested in supporting the video journalism, you can become a member of the Vox Video Lab on YouTube. I just don't know what to say about that. I have no words. (laughs) I have no words. And we're close to the end of our program, and I just want to remind everybody to, you know, before you go to bed or maybe in the morning when you get up to read Psalm 91 for the protection of the Lord, you know, don't underestimate the power of God. Don't underestimate the protection of the Lord. Don't underestimate if you just come to Him with a clean heart, come to Him as a child, it comes to the parents because you know when a child comes to a parent they fully expect their father or mother to do what they're asking them or they keep begging and begging and begging mom can you, can, can, can you do it mom can you do it mom. say no,
1: and I mean no, and then no
0: right but if but if they don't say no they pretty much know that it's that they have a chance as long as they keep asking that it might get done so in this case i know that the lord will protect us We'll protect his saints. We'll protect anyone who comes to him. Because he said so.
2: Yes, praise the Lord, saints, and let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Now, with everything that's going on in the world today, God's people do not have to fear, according to 2 Timothy 1 and 7. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, ain't God all right? That was all right. Praise the Lord.
0: Last week's Food for Thought was, when did Noah and people in general stop being vegetarians? The answer is after the flood and after the burnt offerings offered to the Lord by Noah. That answer can be found in Genesis chapter 9, verses 2 and 3, and it reads, And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth and upon every fowl of the air, upon all that moveth upon the earth and upon all the fishes of the sea. Into your hand they are delivered. Every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you, even as the green herb have I given you all things. This week's food for thought is, how many sons did Noah have, and what were their names? Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought.